Hey everyone and welcome to Product Talks, the podcast. Um, my name's Phoebe, I'm going to be your host for the podcast. Um, to give you a bit of background on me, I am a recruiter, I know, Ugh. Um, but yeah, I'm a recruiter in products and product marketing um, and obviously with the state of the world as it is, um, I wanted to shine a light on some companies that are doing some good stuff um, when looking at diversity and inclusion. Um, hopefully it can be, if anything, a good distraction technique from the chaos that is going on in the world at the moment or if not then maybe you might be able to use it as a tool and to kind of draw from some ideas of what people are doing well and what you might be able to implement in your companies um, or even just have a listen you know whilst you're working from home it's always good to have something in the background Um, so yeah I mean today it's going to be a chat with Yumika Brewster she's from a company called Portify they're a fintech but she'll explain that much better than I will Um, so yeah let's get on with the podcast Did you end the call? <laughs> I did end the call and then I couldn't get back to it. Um, I don't think it's going to work with my headphones, but that's fine. It's working um, through the phone. I mean, it's, it sounds fine in my ear anyway, so it's not like it's bad sound. I think it's better than being on a laptop regardless. So, yeah, it's all good with me. How are you anyway? How are you doing? Yes, not too bad. Thanks. I actually uh, made the move to Spain. Um, oh. My parents are out here, so I made it just in the nick of time. Oh, wow lockdown was announced again but uh yeah everything's good yeah busy still in a job which is a a lot more than can be said for a lot of recruiters at the moment so i am very happy um things are busy yeah i think it just depends on the industries you operate on and at the moment like i've I've got clients in e-commerce and health tech so luckily i've managed to stay afloat so yeah just feeling quite blessed um to be working um, and to be working at a company I like as well. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, um, you know, we need to be grateful for these things. Yeah. I, I'm definitely grateful as well for that. Yeah, I think it's so easy to get bogged down at the moment in the sort of sadness of it all because it is grim. Like, we're all having a bad time. Uh, we're all locked down again, which is what we all wanted to avoid. But I think it's important to count your blessings when it's when it's times like this, for sure. <laughs> 100%. Okay, cool. All right, well, look, Yumika, let's let's dive straight in. I mean, we're already recording, so um, thank you, first and foremost, for agreeing to do this with me. I appreciate that everyone's super busy at the moment, so I appreciate you taking the time out of your calendar to, to fit me in. Um, I mean, could you just start by introducing Portify, introduce yourself, and tell me what you guys are all about, just for the sake of the listeners? Yeah, of course. Um, well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm delighted to be here. Good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm staff at Portify. Um, so yeah, we're a fintech app with the mission to pioneer inclusive credit. What we found was that you know so many people couldn't access traditional financial products because of their credit score or their credit history. Um, and they were having to resort to payday loans um, and extremely high forms of debt. So we really wanted to rectify that and kind of even the playing field, as it were. Um, you know, it's a really backward system that people who can't afford it the most end up having to pay the most because of how risk is priced. Yeah, of course. So our app really tries to to solve that pain point for our customers. 
So um, yeah, through open banking, we offer credit products and tools to educate our users and help them build up a credit history um, and get a better understanding of the world of credit and, and personal finance. Mm-hmm. So that's us. Wonderful. Um, and then obviously, like thinking about the topic at hand um, today, obviously, we're speaking about diversity and inclusion in the workplace. Um, in context of Portify, like where does diversity fit in? Is it something that's kept at really at the top of your list of importance? And if so, why is that? Or if not, where does it sit with you guys? Um, talk me through your thinking on that. Yeah, I mean, I think diversity, it really should sit in kind of everybody's minds. I don't mm-hmm. like that it's normally it's just kind of palmed off to like... Yeah, for sure. Um, in my opinion, it really should be owned by everyone. Yeah. Um, but I think in that respect, it also needs to be something that happens on a, on a you know, constant basis. It's not something that you run one event once and that's sure. it. Um, for us, it's very much like an ongoing work in progress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Um, so, I mean, when you think of the word diversity, what does it make you think of on a personal level as well? Like, how do you feel about diversity and inclusion? Is it something that you've had to deal with where you've been negatively impacted by it in the workplace, like on a personal level? Yeah, I mean, I I really like that, you know, you're actually dissecting the word because yeah. so many people talk about diversity, but, you know, it does mean different things to of different course. people. Um, and yeah, to me, dif- diversity, it's all about differences. Mm-hmm. So when I hear the word diversity, it makes me think about people sharing different ideas, mm-hmm. opinions in a safe and open environment where you're not judged or sharing different different opinions mm-hmm. um it to me it's about celebrating and inviting those perspectives that have been formed from people with you know different lived experiences um you know i have a mixed race i grew up in um, a country where i my parents are not from there so i you know i've definitely experienced a lot of diverse opinions and different thoughts sure. and i think being able to you know allow yourself to express those opinions and feel comfortable doing so is really important Mm -hmm. and I think probably I mean what you're touching on there really interesting point is that like I think a lot of the time with diversity people can use it as like a buzzword to be like look we're diverse and inclusive for the sake of an outward impression of being diverse as opposed to actually what diversity can bring in the workplace and what the actual benefit of of it is Um, on that thought what do you think are the benefits to having a diverse work place if we're talking about bringing in loads of different opinions like talk me through your thinking on that yeah I mean you definitely hit the nail on the head like so many places just do it for the sake of it yeah I mean I think now you know there is a ton of data yeah. and study which prove the benefit of diversity I mean you know it's it's literally in the numbers yeah. increased profitability increased productivity you know happier employees mm-hmm. employees who stay longer are retained um, you know the list goes on mm-hmm. but beyond those kind of you know very like hard statistical factors facts mm-hmm. for me I really think the benefit is the feeling you have in that diverse environment yeah you know, having different opinions being shared from a business perspective means you've got your bases covered as well yeah like if you have just one type of person times a hundred 
you're going to end up making the same mistakes and, and no one's going to challenge you no one's going to challenge your opinion um so you know when when it comes to showing up to work and you know pre-covid times when we were actually going into an office you actually feel like you can learn from your peers because of the diversity that is there or should be there and that's inspiring i don't want to go to an office where everybody completely agrees with me all the time <laughs> um, yeah so, no. you know, I business benefits are are unquestionable at this point but to me it's really the cultural and emotional benefits um, which to some extent is a bit intangible and i don't think you can necessarily measure that yeah uh, but that's what i think is so great mm-hmm. and so obviously it's clear as someone that's head like in charge of like the people operations and this falls to you a lot in your company it's clear that you personally feel the benefit of a diverse and inclusive workplace um and obviously you're in charge of coming up with some of the strategy to get there as well. So what what are you doing at the moment? Like what's your tactics that you've got in place um, to encourage diversity and inclusion? Yeah, I mean, I think when it comes to tactics, it really starts with the leadership team. So having the founders invested from the beginning um, is really key to to promoting diversity and inclusion. And to be honest, I would say that's a minimum. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was very keen to as soon as I joined the company, like flag this to the leadership team to say this is something that, you know, I don't know if there's anything in place at the moment, but there's something that I want to make sure we are building a company that promotes those kind of initiatives. So, yeah. from there we work together to build out policies that encouraged you know equal flexible parental leave you know we thought about how do we include diversity and inclusion in all of the handbooks in all of our policies so you know our hiring policy as well because uh, that's where it kind of starts yeah um and then through our benefits and you know whilst the people are actually at portify like that's when the inclusion piece comes in yeah of course um, but yeah i think also going back to my earlier point about it being part of the whole team you know i wanted to set up a dni committee just so that it wasn't you know one person's responsibility i think that often happens and yeah. it's like it's really draining instead <laughs> be coming from everybody and having a committee just means you can kind of spitball ideas off each other and um kind of have solidarity and and everybody's kind of coming up with new ideas coming up with new policy reviews mm-hmm. um you know these are just a kind of a few of our tactics um but it makes sure that everyone's involved and it's kind of like a recurring reminder of being diverse and being inclusive. Yeah, I remember you saying to me as well that you obviously you've got some quite sort of um all-encompassing policies that you you've you've implemented yourself, but I remember you saying that you did run quite a fun workshop at one point as well to do with diversity inclusion, is that right? Yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I mean, when I joined the team, so I joined Fortify very early on when we were, you know, only four or five people. Yeah. Um, and I was actually the first woman. I was the only woman for about six months or so yeah so i found that kind of one of the biggest challenges at the very beginning was you know building that dni initiative from scratch mm. um and yeah i wanted to do kind of like an education piece um on inclusion uh so one of my colleagues and i organized a session to to get everyone to understand what inclusion really meant so it kind of goes back to your early question about you know what does diversity mean to me 
yeah. I wanted to break that down like what does inclusion mean um, so yeah we had everybody wear a post-it with a negative adjective on it so something <laughs> like rude or arrogant or stupid or, or whatever um, and they couldn't see what it said but everyone had to treat them as if they were that adjective mm. uh, so yeah it's a really uncomfortable exercise like treating someone like they've just been really rude and whatever they say is like really of stupid. course yeah uh, but I think it really highlighted to some people who to be honest may never have actually felt excluded especially in a workplace setting yeah uh, for the first time they've actually felt what you know some people feel on a daily basis in life yeah thing that's completely out of their control it's not because they've been rude or arrogant or anything mm. so yeah that exercise I think is really powerful and while it you know it's obviously a bit extreme a lot of the time feeling excluded is a lot more subtle than something as blatant as you're such a rude person yeah. <laughs> but you know it, I think that was just kind of the the beginning of where it clicked for some people that inclusion is really key and it requires a conscious effort mm -hmm. um, and I think that education was like the start of you know where our, our journey yeah of course and obviously kind of harking back to this idea of like workshopping and coming up with all these fun ideas of how we can kind of bring it to the forefront of people's minds at the moment everyone is worried about coronavirus everyone is now going back into lockdown so a lot of people are either going back from the office to their home office and obviously with that priority shift so how how important is it to prioritize diversity and inclusion at the moment should we be focusing more on i don't know wellness and and all of those sort of mental well-being sort of side of things when we're looking at like a people function or is there room also to to continue this sort of focus on diversity and inclusion and how important is that and also how do we adapt that to the working from home environment as well i'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that yeah, I mean, I think prioritization is so difficult. Um, mm. And I really think, you know, obviously, I'd love to say everybody should prioritize everything all the time. <laughs> yeah. but um, I think when it comes to lockdown and wellness, like we do have to think about what mental well being and that has just been, you know, because it's a shock, we kind of had to prioritize that element first. And once we've kind of adapted again, I think that's when we still remember that diversity and inclusion is still as important as ever. And it's not something that should just be pushed to the back burner just because something's happened. Of course. Um, so from our perspective, I think what we've tried to do is when it comes to the socials and the virtual socials that we were trying to run is being really mindful of people's circumstances and the different circumstances that they have and of course understanding what people you know want from us do they want more do they want less how can we actually you know change what we're offering to make sure everybody feels comfortable um, you know, we actually opened our office when, as soon as we were allowed to, but still adopted that hybrid model of working from home because some people wouldn't be comfortable coming into the office yeah. still. You know, adapting yourself and the company's policies to make sure that everybody's being catered for. So even for those who came into the office, everybody, if there was a meeting, everybody would still be on camera so that people who were at home could still see everybody's face. And yeah. I think small things like that just makes everybody feel like they've been thoughtful. Mm. Um, so I think it's just being, you know, extra thoughtful about everybody's circumstances and 
asking them you know what could we be doing of to course. help you because yeah. sometimes you just can't you don't know yeah um you need to actually go out and ask yeah of course i think it's important to remember that as well like when looking at diversity the first two things that come into mind are uh gender or race um and religion whereas you have to think about every single different individual could be experiencing um discrimination from diversity whether it be neurodiversity uh to do with lgbtq plus community there's so many different ways and i think what you've touched on which is really really interesting is that as opposed to having like a blanket diversity inclusion policy which looks at oh this is what we're doing well world so here it is we've written it down so therefore we are being diverse and inclusive it's actually just about going to your company speaking to people and putting it back to people and saying what do I, what could i do to make this better for you which i think is a really interesting and positive way to go about it for sure um so yeah and it's definitely yeah it's not about everything that you can even see you yeah know, we did a um like a cook along workshop mm-hmm. and you know even just small things like thinking about well who's vegetarian yeah. or who's vegan like or who's got different dietary requirements like just making sure that all of those things are also thoughtful yeah. i think commonly overlooked and people yeah as you say just blanket oh you know it's just these binary terms it's like well no it's not that's yeah. the whole point yeah, yeah exactly uh, well look i've got one last question for you um as someone who i having spoken to a few people now think is doing it quite well um kind of looking at tackling the issue head on what advice would you give to those trying to tackle the issue and they're just starting out so whether it be a company that already has loads of systems in place but they're not really being diverse and inclusive or if it's a startup that wants to do things properly from the word go what is there one piece of advice that you would give people when looking at policy um or um you know looking at how they could better themselves um when looking at diversity and inclusion yeah i mean i think you know to be honest i do really believe that it starts with senior leadership buy in mm-hmm. so to be honest i'd almost say that that's like the first step yeah. because without that buy in all the initiatives that you might try to push is just going to fall on deaf ears yeah and if if senior leadership don't buy in then i'd almost say like is that somewhere you really want to work of course um and and if it, if they do buy in and that's great and they've now said to you this is like a priority we want to we want to do this right then i would say my main piece of advice is don't do it alone like it can be really overwhelming obviously everybody's got a day job as well of course um and that's why i i quite like having a task force yeah. um or committee because it means that you can brainstorm ideas you don't feel like it's just you having to tackle this massive thing yeah and that's a surefire way to to burn yourself out to take on such a big challenge yeah. so Yeah, I'd say get support from colleagues uh or it doesn't even have to be a big team if it's just two of you um that's that's great and if it's the CEO even better yeah okay cool amazing well thank you so much again for taking the time out of your day this is actually going to be the first episode Yumika so you are going to be the star of the show for the first release so thank you so much for for amazing <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> I'm going to get it all sorted it'll be out there as soon as but yeah thank you again um Hopefully we can catch up soon. Perfect. Thanks so much, Bibi. Oh, Have a great day. Bye, Yumika. Bye.
just wanted to jump on after that and say thank you so much for listening to the first episode um i'm gonna aim to release episodes every month um with different people um i hope you enjoyed it um please leave any feedback that you have um and if you ever want to get in contact with me my name's phoebe um i work for a company called premier group Um, you can find me on linkedin if you ever have any questions um just drop me a message um i'll also leave my email address in the description but yeah thank you so much for listening um we'll pick it up next month bye